0: If you haven't already, click subscribe to never miss another scary story. If you are subscribed, click the notification bell and click that like button too. Thank you. Rapper Tay K is behind bars after being suspected of taking the life of 23-year-old Mark Anthony Saldivar at a San Antonio Chick-fil-A. It just goes to show you how much you could be risking for a delicious chicken sandwich. They better not forget the pickles. You're watching Darkness Prevails, the best place to share your creepy story with the world because this world is a strange one. Now then, Chick-fil-A is one of my favorite fast food places, even if it doesn't serve freshly cooked chicken most of the time. But these allegedly true stories are about to show you the real horrors that often go down at this popular chicken restaurant. Enjoy. Number 1. Weird Chick fil A Creep. Submitted by Cal the Loser. One day when I was 10 years old, I must have been in 5th grade. It was after school one day, we decided to go to Chick fil A for a quick and easy dinner. The Chick fil A was maybe a 15 minute drive from school, so it wasn't too far out of the way. It was around 5 p.m. in December, so the night sky was already setting in. It was a cool shade of blackish blue and the temperature was really low. We pulled into the parking lot and a black sedan followed us in. We didn't really think much of it besides someone else wanting Chick-fil-A. It was one of the most popular fast food places around here, not to mention the place was around a suburban area, so traffic was far from light. Anyway, when me and my family went inside, hungry and ready for chicken, the person from the black sedan also entered behind us. Out of curiosity or instinct, I quickly glanced at the person. When I took them in, I was immediately surprised and worried. The person was wearing black cargo pants, a black hoodie, black Timberland boots, a black shemagh scarf around their neck, black aviators, and a black flat bill hat. There was so much black that, if he was out in the parking lot, you could barely see him. Surely he would know how much he stuck out wearing all that black. On closer inspection, it only got weirder because the spots of skin you could see, his skin was extremely pale. And by pale, I mean almost completely white. At first, I was really worried about this guy. I felt anxious just looking at him, but then I thought, maybe he just has some kind of condition or disorder that causes him to wear all those clothes to cover up with. Honestly, the clothes didn't bother me as much. I've always liked wearing black myself, but the skin I could see on his hand, that awful skin, was smooth and completely void of hair. The entire time I was staring at this dude, I didn't realize how I was gawking, But to my horror, he did. He looked right back at me, stared me in the eye, and smiled a big, jagged tooth grin. And from that distance, I heard him say something to me. Hello. The voice was very weak and raspy, like he was 10 times older than he looked. And I could see his mouth twitching, the words almost sounded like they didn't fit what he was actually saying. It gave me chills throughout my body. If you've ever had an experience with a person who took sleeping medication and they don't go to sleep right away, that's what it reminded me of, except this man's voice was much more high pitch and weak. I turned around and I walked up to my sister and told her in a whisper, look at him. She told me not to stare at people because it was rude and awkward, but all I said was, screw you, there's something wrong with him. Then we stepped our place up in line and ordered our food, but I just could not get my mind off of that guy. On my way to the table after we ordered, I looked over at him again, but I couldn't find him. The man was now gone. I say man, but I haven't really been able to decipher his gender, per se. Anyway, when we sat down at our table with the food, I caught sight of the disappearing person again. He was sitting at a two-seat table, and he was already looking at me before I found him. I stared at them back, but they never looked away awkwardly like any person would. They just kept staring. At that point, the whole situation was screaming Lifetime Movie Stalker. I was waiting for something bizarre to happen, and then it did. They stood up from their seat and walked over to my table. Every step he took towards me, my heart palpitated. When he was close by, my dad looked up at him from his spot and said, oh, uh, hi, can we help you? They ignored him, and they looked at me, then said in that wheezy voice from before, I like your son's shirt, sir. Hey, boy, he, she, or it turned to me then and said, Stay safe. Tonight is dark and cold, and you don't want to get lost out there. My dad gave him a dead stare. Then they walked off through the front door, leaving the food that they ordered untouched on the two-seat table. We were so baffled, my mother and I even stood up and watched him through the window next to us. As we did, we saw him get into his car and he drove off out of the parking lot, then down the road. When we left, We kept a good lookout behind and around us just in case. It was obvious that each and every one of us in the family were shaken by this event. I was kind of relieved that I wasn't the only one. We got home safe, and for the next few days, I had nightmares of his skin moving and crawling. I never told my family about what my personal experience with him was, and I planned not to, Needless to say, that was a night I will never forget. Number two, Crazy Man at Chick-fil-A, submitted by Eva. Let me set the scene. I was around 11 or 12 years old. One of my favorite places to eat at was Chick-fil-A, still is. We didn't go there that often back then because you know, it's not very healthy and fast food can get expensive if that's all you ever eat. One day, my dad and I decided to go to Chick-fil-A. I was super excited being young because again, we rarely ate there and it was my favorite place. I always ordered the chicken sandwich, which was my favorite. As we pulled into the parking lot, I saw this odd looking man. He had greased up slick black hair and he looked to be Latino. He was very short, much shorter than my dad. The thing was, I immediately got bad vibes from the guy. When I was that age, I knew about predators and deviants and this guy was giving up all the red flags. I looked into that stuff a bit because when I was younger, I wanted to be in the SVU when I grew up. You know, like the people from Law and Order. Plus, the way he looked at me didn't help because when I got out of the car, the man was instantly staring me down. Let's call the guy Mr. Creep. Mr. Creep had this hideous mustache. The best way I can describe it is a creeper stash, like something out of an adult film from the 70s and somehow it was just as greasy as his greased up hair. He never took his eyes off me, even when I told my dad in a loud enough voice for him to hear that that man was creeping me out. Just as I said that, he started to smile, showing his teeth. Ugh, his teeth were basically rotten. They were green, and there were holes in some of them. I remember being startled by seeing them, because I'd never seen teeth like that before. I felt like I was going to throw up right then and there. Then my dad said, oh, just look away. Don't make any eye contact. So that's what I did. But I could still feel his evil glare on me when we walked inside the building. My dad stood in line as I told him what I wanted to eat. Then he told me to go find a table that was pretty clean. So I went on my way, looking for a good spot. Right when I found a table, I sat down. Then I saw the man. He walked inside, and he found a table right behind me. He couldn't have been more obvious. I didn't think he cared about hiding his intentions. I remembered being really paranoid at the moment, and I was brainstorming of what I could do. I just wanted to be away from the man, I wanted to go back to my dad in line, but he had told me to find a table and I didn't want to bother him again. So my child's brain told me the best option was to go to the bathroom. I walked into one of the stalls in the bathroom when I heard the bathroom door swing open. Keep in mind, I was in the girls' room appropriately. I slowly looked under the stall, trying not to make any noise. I needed to see who was there When I looked down, I saw two big brown boots at the front of the stall, boots that did not belong to a woman. I saw the boots stand on their tiptoes. When I yanked my head back from under the stall, I saw the same man's head peering down at me from above the stall door. I finally flipped out. I started screaming as loud as I could. A male worker ran into the bathroom and shoved the guy. More men arrived at the bathroom and somebody called the cops. The man was arrested then and there. There was already a warrant out for his arrest too. But unfortunately for me, they hadn't caught him in time. They weren't fast enough to keep him from scarring a little girl's mind. That was a horrible day. A terrible, painful memory that was meant to be a fun moment with my dad. Number 3. Guy in the Drive Through. Submitted by Spooky Whispering. Three out of four of my sister in laws have all worked for Chick fil A. Recently, I had the idea to ask them if anything creepy had ever happened on the job. Before they answered, I gave them a few examples, and they all agreed. They had creepy people all the time. It was basically part of the job. But then one of them lit up and said, what about that guy from the drive through that one time? The other two looked a little shifty when she said it, but then the oldest agreed and nodded. Then the story began. At their stores here, they had two people that stand outside walking along the line taking orders and payments because the lines can get insanely long. It really helps move the cars quicker than just having one person taking the orders at the sign in the drive-thru, then taking the payments one at a time at the drive-thru window. Anyway, they were walking back along the line of cars. Most of the people had their windows down and they were ready, but as they approached this one car, the window was still up. The vehicle's windows were very tinted It was dark too, so she couldn't see inside the vehicle. She leaned in as close as possible to either get the attention of the driver or to see what was going on. She felt awkward doing this. I mean, it's always awkward putting your face up to a stranger's driver window. When she looked inside, she could make out the driver's silhouette. The driver was slumped over the steering wheel. She waited for a moment hoping that the driver would notice her. After a minute or two, the cars ahead in the line were beginning to move forward, but the person in this vehicle didn't move at all. So, nervously, she decided to lightly knock on the window. Still, the driver didn't budge at all. Back then, she was just a high school kid, so she used her headset to tell the manager inside what was going on. She had never been in this situation before and had absolutely no idea how to handle this. She was beginning to expect the worst. The manager came outside after a moment. Then he knocked on the driver's window a little harder than she was brave enough to do. When the driver still showed no response, they called 911. The cops soon arrived. They banged loudly on the window like they did before. And still, with no response, there was only one thing left to do. Even if the driver was unconscious, the cops yelled to cover his eyes. Then they shattered the glass of the car. It was around that time that the EMTs arrived. My sister-in-law was still standing in the drive-through. She was out of the way of the officers and the EMTs, but she was close enough to see everything that was going on. When the glass shattered on that window, She was hit by the strong and overwhelming smell of alcohol. As soon as the door was open, the man, as if he was covered in grease, slid right out of the vehicle and onto the ground. I could see, and I think the cops could see, that the man wasn't breathing. The EMTs tried to resuscitate him, but he was beyond saving. That was my sister-in-law's story, about how she found a dead man in the drive-thru of Chick-fil-A. If you think your fast food job doesn't pay enough, well, just remember this story. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Number four, fast food isn't fun food. Submitted by Angel P. This happened on my little brother's birthday. My mother was going through a rough patch of a divorce so we had to rely on fast food for a while. We were actually going after my little brother's birthday party. We were heading to a Chick-fil-A for some dinner. The first major creepy thing that happened was this man who came up behind my mom and I. We thought at first that he would just get in line, so we just kept looking forward. Then the strange man began to speak to us out of nowhere. Nothing really creepy at first, though, Just casual conversation, saying hello. The thing that came next, though, was rather shocking. Before I continue, I need to mention the age I was at the time. Back then, I was nine years old, and my little brother had just turned six. The man had already begun to draw closer to us, and he was beginning to get, well, touchy. He had his hand on my mom's shoulder as he was speaking. He acted like he knew my mom and me, as if we had been longtime friends, but neither of us had ever seen this man before in our lives. It wasn't only us either. People were beginning to notice the strange situation. My aunt, who was in the play area with my brother at the time, was staring at him, watching the situation unfold in suspense. Then the man began to compliment me on how pretty I was and he went into a little too much detail. My mom and I knew something was up. No grown man in his right mind talks about how attractive a nine-year-old girl is. Nine-year-old girls are cute. They aren't attractive. Ugh, I get chills thinking about it. Anyway, we got our food shortly after We stopped by the play area to get my aunt and my brother's attention to alert them that the food was ready. Then we went to go sit in the restaurant somewhere away from the creepy guy. Everything was peaceful for a while. We ate and enjoyed our company together. When suddenly, we began to hear commotion coming from outside. There was a shuffle followed by some yelling. Naturally, being human, we looked out of the window to see what was going on. We saw the creepy man from before. He was being detained. They already had him in handcuffs and pushed against a police car. Quickly, we went outside to catch what was going on. Apparently, the guy was on parole for kidnapping and had a parole violation by interacting with his victim. The police were brought to attention about this because someone in the restaurant saw him pulling a little girl to his vehicle and the girl was younger than me. I don't know if this man was just being kind, or if he had planned more with my mom and I, or just me now that I think about it. Of course, I don't hate Chick-fil-A now. I could eat those nuggets all day. If anything, now I'm more aware of my surroundings and the people that inhabit it. Still, nothing pulls a little girl out of innocence, like an old man hitting on her. And number five, my least favorite place in the world, submitted by Robin T. My dad has always been a bit of a prick. When I was younger, he hit me and my mom, and he'd hit me more when I tried to stand between them. When he turned 24, that would've made me 17 at the time, he began to change his ways. His midlife crisis wasn't cigarettes in a sports car. His was overwhelming guilt for the things he had done to us, but the damage was done. I was never able to forgive him. This leads me to my story. As soon as I turned 16, which was working age in my state, I knew I needed to do everything I could to get out of that house. After school, unbeknownst to my father, I applied at the local Chick-fil-A in our town and was surprised to be hired on the spot. I immediately went to a friend's place after that. We celebrated with a few beers and he talked to me about living with him until I was able to afford my own place or I could just pay him rent eventually when I was able to. I was ecstatic, yet... I still felt so bad. My mother was stuck at that house with that man. She wasn't able to escape. I was, and I knew she would have wanted me to, but I couldn't help but feel guilty. I skipped on a school day to move my things from my place while my dad was at work over to my friend's place. Once that was done with, I called into Chick-fil-A to see if they wanted me to start earlier than their planned day. They were actually excited that I had called, as apparently someone had just quit right then and there and walked right out of the store. Well, all the better for me, I thought. As it would take me much longer for them to teach me the job, they just had me do something that everyone can do from the start. Cleaning. I cleaned the tables, kitchen counters bathrooms freezer due to the traffic of customers coming in though it was a non-stop thing as soon as i was done with one spot it would be dirty again in about 10 minutes so i had my work cut out for me but i did my job and i did it to the best of my ability it may not have been a great job but every lingering thought of being forced to live with my father again motivated me more than any paycheck alone could. I was on my own and I was better off that way. After three months of living with my friend and working with Chick-fil-A, things were going really well. I made sure to talk to my mom every evening and dad seemed to never bring me up I was living basically on my own and it was a dream for me. Not waking up to the screaming of a half-asleep and alcohol-smelling father, not walking home from school to be slapped across my face because my dad found a spot I'd missed on a dish he pulled from the cabinet. It was over. And even though I was working a full-time job for little more than minimum wage, this felt like heaven to me. Little did I know that true horror was just around the corner. Believe it or not, Chick-fil-A had its slow days. It was a time when everyone in the restaurant could finally slow down and take a breather. It was on one of these days that it began. Hello, welcome to Chick-fil-A. I heard Nina, my shorter and younger manager, call from the front counter as I swept the lobby. I looked toward the front door. Walking inside was a man straight from an old Pioneer film. The guy was wearing a raccoon skin hat with a whatever skin fur coat. The coat itself was thick and went down nearly to his knees. It was a hot day and this guy looked like he'd be so hot in those clothes that he'd be melting at any moment. After glancing at me with a wicked expression on his face, He walked up to the counter, then ordered three large waters. Must have some family in the car, I thought. On a day like this, three large waters sounded nice for any family. The man got his waters, then unbelievably, he sat down in the back corner, facing away from the counter. Then he drank the water. I kid you not, in about 40 seconds flat, he left his cups on the table empty, then walked into the bathroom. I couldn't help but think what kind of brain freeze this guy would have had after that. He stayed in the bathroom for about an hour before coming out. His eyes were bloodshot, and it looked like he had been crying. He left twice as quickly as he had walked in. That was strange, I said under my breath. After about half an hour, I worked my way back to the bathrooms. First, I cleaned the women's room. I replaced the trash bag, cleaned the toilet, scrubbed the sink, then I made my way to the men's room. I did the same thing, replaced the trash, scrubbed the... I stopped. I was horrified, disturbed, beyond description really, at what I saw. In the toilet was a near square shape It was a pale peach color and was floating at the top of the toilet water. The toilet water below it had red liquid making slow-moving streaks in the depth of the toilet bowl. No, I thought, it couldn't be. Blood. I didn't know what to do, but I knew I was curious. Mock me all you want, but I felt I had to do it. I borrowed some tweezers from one of the girls, not telling them what I was going to do with it, and I pulled the square thing from the toilet. The underside of it was red and fleshy in appearance. When I realized what this could be, I knelt down and threw up into the trash can. It was human skin. As I threw my guts up in the trash can, I found something else, another rough shape and red liquid splattered on the floor next to the toilet. This piece was a rough crucifix shape. More skin. The police were called. A report was filed. A psychotic man had come into our building, drank our water, and cut parts of himself off in our bathroom. Recently, I was hired on at a local restaurant as a waiter, and I'm making far more in tips than I ever did by the hour at Chick-fil-A. I'm happier now than I have ever been, I'm glad I can say it, but I will never forget the day when I found the skin in the bathroom, and how completely perturbed it had me. It's like, no matter where you go, this world is dangerous and completely, well, effed. Don't think for even a second that this changes my opinion of Chick-fil-A. It just happens to be some creepy things that happen there. I mean, creepy things happen at my house all the time. Doesn't make me a creep, yes it does. Anyway, you'll still find me at Chick-fil-A ordering a chicken sandwich with extra pickles. But if you're there too, you might find someone doing some weird things in the bathroom. A deranged employee plotting things or, if you're younger, you could just catch the eye of an older man who didn't come there to eat chicken. He's hungry for something else. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget, send me your true ghost stories from Asia at darknessprevails.org or download my app at darknessprevails.org to get all my videos, thousands of stories, and submit stories all in one place. If you want to support this channel further, buy some merch at morbidmonsters.com. It features some of your favorite monsters and illustrations on shirts, mugs, and more. Or donate just $1 a month at patreon.com darknessprevails and get a credit in one of these videos. Anyway, as always, here are my five favorite early comments from the previous video, 10 real Skinwalker sightings. JS leaves a purple heart. Oh, JS, I've got something that's almost purple now for you. A jar of pickles says, wouldn't be here if the notification bell wasn't on, my dude. Everyone be like a jar of pickles, delicious and loyal. Fire Shard 2 says, do the boneless dance. You can't do the boneless dance if you've always got a bone, if you know what I'm saying. G Dragon's Glitter says, Keep the Skinwalker stories coming, Darkness. My boyfriend and I love your channel. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for more Windigo stories too. And Joshua Duarte says, Road to 1 million, keep up the great work. If I messed up your name, I'm sorry. Anyway, I don't think I'll get to 1 million. At least, not anywhere soon but maybe eight years down the road, if you guys don't get tired of me, we'll get there. Well, that brings us to the end of the video. You should be seeing the credits for my patrons right now, the people that went above and beyond to support this channel. I hope you enjoyed the video. Stay safe out there and stay creepy.